My quarantine hobbies are learning Chinese, piano, bass, and also playing chess with my telephone. <laughs> so you can like have a song, you can make a Chinese song with bass and piano mm-hmm. while playing chess. All, all of them poorly. Because I'm not good at any of these things. I started a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, how's that going? I don't, it's okay. You know, there's people listening to us. So um, we can't eat any avocado anymore. Oh, God. Um, we can't have any almonds. No almond well, milk. Uh, well, uh, just just let's stop eating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, according to what I heard, three quarters of all the fruits and vegetables and nuts we eat have some kind of bee pollination involved. So, I, you know, it's so funny because when you see bees, your immediate reaction is like, oh no, it's going to sting me. I don't like this creature. I want it away from me. But at the same time, we are so dependent on these insects. Yes. And they're kind of cute too. You know, they got the, you know, they got the stripe thing going down, you know? Yeah. And unless you're like allergic and need an EpiPen, I think whenever you see one, instead of recoiling in fear and disgust you should cheer for it and thank it for its service when we we had this kind of socially distanced christmas and uh everyone was like i don't know 12 feet away from each other wearing masks i talked to someone i knew and i'm like oh we're doing we're doing a uh podcast on bees and he's like well those aren't animals and Mm -hmm. i'm like yes they are (laughs) Actually, bees, you know, all insects are animals and bees actually are, they have a brain, they have a nervous system, they have a very complex society that they create. Oh yeah. Collectivist. Authoritarian, but collectivist. Yeah. And the the organization is really amazing how everything's sort of organized around the queen. You have to almost ask yourself if bees are individuals or if like the hive is an individual, you know, like they would say there's wisdom in, in the crowds. It's like they, a bee cannot live on its own. You know, it cannot survive on its own. They, their survival is predicated on working together as a group. And it's, it's almost as if it's like a collective consciousness, you know, just like, just like our own brains, you know, they say like, there's a, a constant dialogue with our, within ourselves, within like the neurons. I, you know, I'm not a neuroscientist, so I probably sound like an idiot, but, um, you know, like I contain multitudes. And so like the beehive is sort of like one collective organism in a way too. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I just think insects in general, but especially bees and spiders are like really fascinating creatures. Cause it, you know, I think of them, they move like little robots. Like they, I, I don't know that, you know, of course they're alive, but, um, you know, they're reacting in an almost algorithmic way to the stimuli of the outside world. So it, it also sort of makes you question notions of free will because, you know, they're acting on instinct. I, I don't know to what extent, you know, they, what they think, what, you know, what their inner life is. But, I know, um, I know what the bees are thinking. They're thinking. Oh, what are they thinking? They're thinking those humans you know, they're all moving in the same direction. They, they must not, they think they have free will, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, that, no, the, to, to some extent, you could say that humans also don't have free will because if we're all, you know, predictably reacting to stimuli in the outside world, it's not random, you know, it's like millions of years of natural selection have programmed us to react to certain stimuli in certain ways. So even though we think we're making a choice to do something, it could just be every cause has a predictable effect. Free will could really be an illusion. 
Um, you know, also if there was just so, so many like like amateur beekeepers on YouTube, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of that type of stuff. I did, yeah. It's great. It's a really cool hobby, apparently. I mean, other unless they're harming the bees, I, I don't know. I mean, it's good to to keep them alive. You know, keep the keep the species going. Everyone says, "Oh well, there's all these new diseases that the bees are getting, and they're not healthy anymore." And they're saying the only way to save the bees is through the beekeepers. But I have a mm-hmm. feeling that the beekeepers are the reason why these bees are sick. If you really look at in, into factory farming and the way they truck all of these bees into the orchard and they rent their hives to avocado vineyards apples and blueberries almonds are a hundred percent dependent on bees to pollinate and these beekeepers professional beekeepers have to extend the bees activity they have oh, to, yeah, like they smoke them out. Yeah, um, they have to maybe maybe feed them more sugar. Uh, they, maybe, well, they feed their own sugar. Like yeah. they, they take away their sugar. They take, well, they take away the, their food is honey, and they take right. away their honey. and they Honey it, and bee yeah. bread, apparently, which I just recently learned. Maybe the reason why there's these diseases killing off colonies and hives are because of the activities of some of these beekeepers because it's a money-making venture that they're doing there they rent their their right. like as much as like $350 a hive this was actually like on youtube they these phd students made this their their thesis apparently it's also just because when a bee hive is stationary it's only exposed to the pathogens in that one area but if it's like traveling all over the country as a migrant worker, it's exposed to all the pathogens all over the place. And it also brings it back to the stationary bees. Uh, and look, uh, I would very much like to be able to survive in a world where we don't use animals for anything. We just leave them alone and let them live their lives. I don't know how we're going to be able to have... Again, this is, goes back to that same idea of like genetically modified organisms. Sure, it's best to have like natural organic organisms, but... There's so many human beings and we all need to eat and we already know that meat is a bad thing to eat. So we need to eat vegetables. And I don't know how I would love a solution to, you know, robot bees. I don't know. How do we affect mass cross pollination of crops without trucking bees around? And if we do have to truck bees around, how do they ensure that the bees are living a happy and fulfilling life? I don't know if that's the right term, but, you know, a bee does have a very clear sense of purpose, and I admire them for that, because their objective is very obvious. There's some slacker bees, too. (laughs) They're the ones that kind of just hang out. So there's worker bees, drone bees, and then, like, some slacker bees in the bottom of the hive. They're just, like, drunk on the royal jelly, which they snuck from the queen. (laughs) I think the slacker bees get beheaded. Off with their heads. No, you have the queen, and you have... The drones. drones, which are the, they're the sex servants of the queen. And then you have the worker bees, which are underdeveloped females. The other thing was interesting. I mean, this is the sexy part. Bees <laughs> are basically sexual surrogates. And uh-huh. they like kind of, they're just kind of like, I don't know. They, they just, they, they have like this fun time getting nectar. They go get their nectar. They got like these bristly things on their stomachs. And mm-hmm. as they're getting the nectar, they go to the male part of the of, oh, the, of flower, the flower, and they rub their bellies against the pollen, and the pollen mm-hmm. catches on their little the little furry parts of their belly, and then they fly to a female flower, 
and they get nectar from that flower. So it's a really interesting symbiotic relationship between the two. I thought all flowers have both male and female parts, but the idea is just to promote genetic variation. They take you know, pollen from one flower to another so no, that it's no, not no, like no. monoculture. That's not true. That's, there are, there are some flowers that have both female, male and female, but, but okay. in, in many cases, not that they, I'm an expert, there has to be this act of pollination going mm-hmm. from the male part to the female flower. And, the f- uh, and that's what creates the fruit. So the flowers are all having a giant orgy with the assistance of the bees. I mean, the bees are basically a vibrator. <laughs> well, no, they were even saying that, that there was other options from bees and they were actually have they have a plant vibrator. They were talking about like robotic bees or drones. Yeah, but robotic bees sound like an interesting idea. I mean, I, I hope real live bees live. You don't like the plant vibrator option? Uh, I, I'm scared. I don't even know what that would even look like. You know how I was talking about how we were talking about honey? Is it vegan? Whether it's vegan or not, it's actually gross when you think about it. Because I just learned recently that the bee sucks the nectar out of the flower and then Mm. they go to the hive Mm -hmm. and then they vomit it into another bee's mouth and their digestive enzymes start like breaking it down to sucrose and fructose. And then that um, worker vomits it into another worker's mouth. And it just gets vomited back and forth among many, many bees as their like stomachs break it down into like elemental sugars. And then they spit that like stew out into the honeycomb and beat it with wings until the water uh, evaporates. And so it's actually like a multi-bee vomit you're drinking. Mike, there's some people that are into this type of stuff. Okay, no, I vomit play, sure. But, you know, if you <laughs> no, ever had to, like, if you ever needed a reason to say, like, oh, I really shouldn't eat honey, it's, uh, I, I want to be more vegan and I want to avoid it, just think of all the bees vomiting into each other's mouths and then um, you won't really feel the need to have it anymore. The point is, is that we are dependent on these little insects and mm-hmm. their society to yeah. feed us. Fact. And as vegans, how do we understand this is this gray area that we are existing in? And Very much I mean, so. the, the element of honey, yeah, it's there are ways to avoid honey. You know, we can have maple syrup, agave, mm-hmm. molasses, you know, sure. uh, you know, there are ways that we can get around the honey conundrum and there are other, yeah. like, you know, fulfilling ways. But we ways. need cross-pollination. We're dependent on... I guess, farmed bees to help produce our food. And hopefully there are other technology ways. There was this place in China that was actually using humans and they were had, they had little okay. paintbrushes and they were wow. brushing with paintbrushes from pollen to another. And in fact, that was a much more effective way other than just a bee's little belly. You know, you can mm-hmm. actually, you know, produce more fruit by having humans focused in on the pollen going from one flower to another. In U.S. wages, I'm not sure if that's as viable. (laughs) But again, it is an option. The other element I saw was, I wouldn't say mishandling, but the handling of these bees and these societies, the way beekeepers, I don't know, maybe let's say replenish their colonies or after the winter harvest, they may kill their, their, their bee colony and just start from scratch again, or the replacement of a queen. The idea that if, if a bee colony is aggressive, what they do is they'll find the queen, take the queen, and then 
replace it with another queen that's more uh, benevolent. Oh. Teach the, the bees to be less violent and less stingy. Kind of like what the CIA used to do in like South America. You know, if, you, if your dictator wasn't uh, helping U.S. interests, you just replace him with a different one. There's this one video on YouTube that I saw where it was like this kind of a homesteading culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, homesteading family. And, and it's kind of this, there's a lot of those like lifestyle families. And there was this one, and they were definitely beginner beekeepers. You could tell there was a, a real awkwardness to the way they were handling the hive. And mm-hmm. and they were looking for the queen because they had a hive that had violent bees and they were going to replace the queen. And uh, I, I started cheering for the bees. The bees were like uh-huh. getting in the guy's That's mask awful. and stinging him. And he was running around. And, and it was kind of this situation where it's like they, they found the queen you know, and they replaced the queen. I think they were mishandling the queen in a certain way. What do they do with the old violent queen? Do they give it like a public execution or something? They smash it with their oh, thumb. No. You know, they Aww. just, you know, and... They make an example out of it. You better be docile bees or this will happen to you. Well, there's also the treatment of the queen. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of beekeepers, they'll mark the queen or they'll also oh, yeah. clip the queen's wings so the bee doesn't fly away. The, if the queen goes away the society will collapse. It was it was kind of this thing where I was watching this whole like family, this whole situation where they're trying to repopulate this colony with a and I mean I can see it as practical, you know, they have kids, they don't want the kids getting stung by bees, you know, <laughs> where they have a aggressive bee colony and they want to live their lives and they've decided and made a commitment to this. But there was this one situation where I saw the mom in the in the video. They were just like took all the honey and they were like scraping it from the hive. And then, and then I saw her like hold up the honey and eat it. And like mm. a big smile, like look at my life. I'm, you know, this is our honey. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, it's not her honey. It's the bees honey. Like what? I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is actually in a weird way. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely siding with the bees on the, in the this underdog. case, watching these people go into a society, take the leader of the society, kill the leader. <laughs> It's imperialism, and then take the the spoils, the the gold, the the literal golden stuff, and, and that's say, why we replace. Now. <laughs> that's why we replace dictators when they cut off our oil supply. Yeah, that's the that's the black gold, black honey. So yeah, so it's definitely a, a very complex situation. These are creatures; they have their own society. We need to value their lives. Like we value other lives as well. Yeah, it looks like we're not going to have a a solution to this bee conundrum, nor do we fully understand the extent to which they're either uh, well-treated or mistreated, depending on the situation. I would rather not exploit bees, but I also don't think the human race can survive with only 25% of its agriculture going forward. And I don't think we want to like extinct all the... Well, I mean, we're not going to extinct almonds, but far fewer of them growing in the uh, the wild. I think that we just need to be aware of the yes. bees planting flowers, mm-hmm. growing flowers that attract bees, wild bees, understanding how bees and humans have a relationship, just like uh, the flower to the bee. And treat them with respect. The whole concept of honey. Honey is their food. We don't own the honey. Do the bees really want us to take their food source away? 
I mean, they spent the, a lot of time vomiting each other's yeah, mouths. The the propaganda <laughs> that I saw on YouTube says that um you know the hive creates like much more honey than it needs so uh they can spare the honey i mean i you know yes they're they're not like dying of starvation so maybe that's true um and they also said how great it is that the uh, honeycombs are removable now because in the past if you wanted honey you'd have to like kill the hive it's much more cut and dry when you're like uh stabbing a pig in the throat i I don't know how like ethical or unethical beekeeping is and also this whole gray area thing is just ammunition for the trolls to say we'll see (laughs) you're exploiting animals you know you're exploiting Mm -hmm. this you're doing this and these beekeepers are killing bees too when they're doing this i mean there were so many videos of people euthanizing bees hives you know how to do it you know and it was like it was really gross they were like i guess they they pour like soap like watery soap on on the hive and that's how they kill them they make a decision like look these bees, you know, they must have some kind of African bee uh, gene in them or something, oh. and we need to we need to just get rid of them because those bees are like way too violent and predatory or whatever. The bees that are doing most of the pollination for agriculture are honeybees. The beekeeper does take care of these bees, you know, and many of them love them. I mean, they're they're definitely a relationship. I mean, they're making money with these bees. But there's also an element of, like, when it comes to honey production, they'll replace the honey with some corn syrup. Look, there's two sides to this. Yes, like, the euthanizing thing is gross. It kind of reminds me of when COVID first broke out, they used foam and just, like, mass killed off, like, a giant barnyard full of chickens with foam. It was horrible. The, The sweet part is that sometimes, you know, someone will have, like, a bee infestation in their house, and instead of calling an exterminator, they can call a beekeeper, and the beekeeper will actually like carefully remove the hive and take it um you know like quote unquote rescue the bees so that's a nice part angle to it (laughs) when it comes to all of this as someone who's doesn't want to exploit animals i think that we just need to have a deep understanding that you know we're part of a cycle that cycle of life or the way you know we're surviving has to be altered because of just the sheer numbers of us mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's that's the the real conundrum the the real thing that we need to address and understand um you know hopefully technology will have more solutions to this and it would be less dependent on exploiting these interesting creatures ha- having you know, maybe more just ways of keeping these bees, making sure that there's some regulation. I mean, I'm sure there are regulations, but making sure that shortcuts aren't offered that creates more problems, you know, in the future. The bees actually give us a gift. They pollinate fruit that we can eat. They pollinate the 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 avocados and the blueberries and the apples and and so these fruits are a gift from the trees and and the bees. It even rhymes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I don't know. Be so, mindful of the bees and let them be happy. That's right. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so we talked about bees. Buzz, right. buzz. <laughs> yeah, I have developed even more respect for them, and um, I will give them a, a wave and a nod every time I see them, every time we cross paths. Yeah, I just think that the queen bee is, like, really badass. Like, if she if she decides, like, we're going rogue... They go rogue. <laughs> yeah, obey the queen. Anyway, that's it. So how, how are you? How, what did you have for lunch? 
I think you know the answer to that. You had some Soylent. Correct. The bucket isn't even half empty. How many meals of Soylent have you had? I have lost count. Okay, so you've been doing the breakfast lunch every day since we last spoke? Okay, on rare occasions, I'll have to, you know, have lunch some with some, you know, with someone in my quarantine team. But other than that, uh, yeah. When you are not like sucking down a soylent shake when you're chewing, does it feel weird? Like, wow, what is no, this? No, no, because I, I eat food every day, so it's not like I f- have already forgotten what it's like. Does the food taste better? Yes, it it if you if you have this pablum for which is yummy, by the way, uh, for two meals a day, it makes that one meal that you do have, the solid meal, much... Uh, I, I think it heightens your your senses, and it, it tastes better, yeah. Have you lost weight? Have you noticed... A couple pounds. Nothing, you know, nothing special. How are your bowel movements? <laughs> <laughs> they're regular, they're fine. Um, oh, God, please cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>